Welcome back to season two of Uncharted 20s with your co-hosts, Maya and Sarah. If you're new here, this podcast is hosted by two college graduates from the class of 2020, and we're navigating our early 20s and post-grad life in a pandemic, mainly virtually. So we do miss traveling a lot. Because of this, we wanted to connect with two friends who moved to Europe post-grad and talk about their experiences and adventures there so far. After graduating college, Vera moved to Amsterdam and April moved to Munich. Now, I've known these girls since I was young because we all grew up together in Miami Beach. Big thank you to both of them for coming on our podcast to discuss their moves to Europe and their lives there. You'll hear we kind of just let them talk and compare and contrast their experience. And it was really nice in the end to hear them open up about expectations people have about living in a certain place and how things may not always be what they seem. These two are also the artsiest girls I know. Vera works at an art collective and April at a German magazine right now. And on this podcast, we've heard from young professionals in industries like healthcare and politics, which is kind of what we work in. But April and Vera are in creative fields, so we wanted to have them on too to get diverse perspectives on different career paths you can pursue after college. We hope you get something out of this episode. And we just wanted to give a special shout out and say thank you so much for everyone that has reviewed us and rated our podcast recently on Apple Podcasts. We've gotten so many thoughtful and supportive reviews, and we are so thankful for that, and it helps us so much. And make sure you also follow our Instagram and Facebook at uncharted 20s we're going to have vera and april take over our social media after this episode is out so stay tuned for that and you'll be able to see everything that they're up to in amsterdam and munich and lastly another exciting update if you are someone that isn't subscribed to us on apple Podcasts or spotify because you're not an active user You can now sign up to get notified about our new episode releases via email or text. So the link for that will be in the description to this episode and also on our social media. Now let's head on over to our guests. We're here today talking to two of my friends who moved to Europe post-grad, and that's something Sarah and I are always talking about wanting to do in the future, so we really wanted to get their advice and perspective on how it's been for them. Vera and April, if you could both introduce yourself and also how you know each other. Hello, hello. I'm Vera. I met Maya in Miami. I used to live there and then I moved to Madrid for high school because I'm half Spanish. April, I also met in Miami. We didn't go to the same school but had like friends in common. Basically, for college, I went back to the US. I went to Emerson uh, in Boston and then right after college, I moved to Amsterdam. Vera, that's my friend. (laughs) So I'm April in Munich, Germany. I've been here for like almost five months now. I moved here in September and I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be here. I mean, definitely, I think a a year at least. I'm like really looking forward to staying here. Like I don't want to go back home anytime soon. So Vera, what about you? The thing is, my love story with Amsterdam is a bit complicated, but I actually studied abroad here. Um, I studied in Boston, like I said, at Emerson. And in my junior year of college, I could I had the option to study abroad. And I first was going to study in Barcelona because it was familiar, but not that. Like, Barcelona and Madrid are very different because Barcelona is Catalonia and, like, a whole different language, everything. But I decided that I wanted to study abroad somewhere where I would never really, like, end up, or so I thought at the time. And so I was like, okay, Amsterdam's random enough. I'll, learn, I'll have a lot to learn there. And it's really big in art, and I was interested in art, or still am. 
So I chose Amsterdam and I loved it so much that I decided that I would go back to Boston, finish uni, I only had one semester left, and then went straight back. And yeah, I've been here on and off for like a year and a half. That's awesome. Yeah. Sarah and I haven't been there. We've been to Munich and we both like love Munich so much, would want to move there. Sarah studied abroad junior year too in Europe. I studied in Dublin for the summer. I was gonna go to Amsterdam for a weekend, but I just never went and I regret it because everybody loves Amsterdam. I had so many friends go to Dublin for like St. Patrick's Day from Amsterdam when we were abroad. So jealous. I want to go back for that, but COVID, you know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> we were interested in what it was like, especially April, since you kind of moved in the pandemic, moving to another country in a pandemic, the logistics a little bit, but also like how you felt. Oh God, where do I even start? Um, so basically I graduated from UF in August and I, that whole summer I was like quarantining in Miami with my mom and like I was barely seeing anyone and I was kind of just like what am I doing with my life? What's going on? Like, just so much uncertainty. And like, my best friend from Miami, she uh, is living in Munich. And we've like, have always kept in contact, you know, and like, it's always been a dream of mine to live in a foreign country. I have some experience with it just because growing up, I would always spend my summers in Spain, where I'm from. But I always wanted to like, actually live in Europe. And so after graduating, I kind of didn't really know what I was doing. And obviously COVID in the United States was terrible and it's still terrible. But in Germany, it was a lot better at the time. And so I was just like talking to my friend Cheyenne and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what should I do? Da, da, da. And then like somehow, I don't even know, I think like in July, she just said, you should move to Munich. And then we just started like talking about it and kind of like manifesting that idea. And I couldn't even tell you, like, I don't even remember asking my parents. It kind of just happened so quickly. Like I kind of planted the seed and then just started thinking about it more often and like talking about it with my mom a lot. And then Cheyenne's mom's best friend owns this magazine called the curvy magazine and it's a fashion lifestyle beauty magazine for curvy and like plus size women and she got me this internship and so i was like okay well if i have an internship and i have money saved up i also am a spanish citizen so i'm able to travel to the you know european countries and i was like okay well if i stay in the u.s like i don't know what i'm gonna do like i'm not gonna get a job right now and I'm tired of doing nothing, so I might as well do nothing in Germany, you know? Because, like, why not? And so I literally just booked the ticket, and I didn't even think about it. I just went. That's so funny, yeah. April, because, like, you said the seed. And I think the reason why this podcast to me, like, having this conversation with you guys, and April specifically, is so symbolic. Because even though you, like, <laughs> you grew... No, seriously, because that seed that you're talking about, like, I feel like has been... I've seen it a lot in our friendship because even when you were yeah. still living in Miami, you would go to what you said, like you're Spanish, you would go to Bilbao every summer and we would always like, that was our thing, you know, we would always be like, oh, like Europe, going to Spain, blah, blah, blah. like I'll see you here, I'll maybe see you there. And for you to like, and when I moved to, to Amsterdam, I feel like 
I remember correctly, like you also had some questions and I just saw it coming. Like it was about time, you know? But I totally forgot about that. I think I like texted Vera and I was like, oh my God, like you're in Amsterdam. Like that's so crazy. Like, How yeah. is it? Yeah. So seeing you do it has also been crazy. It was suddenly like April's leaving. I know that April's I think it, it was really fast. Like a lot of people didn't even know I was leaving. Like I kind of just like dipped. Yeah. And Vera, you started in Amsterdam interning too, right? Yeah, so basically, mine was kind of the opposite of April. I didn't have the internship first, I had the place. So when I was studying here, I met a girl, she's living in Amsterdam, has a, a three-bedroom apartment, had a roommate at the time. We would hang out and she would ask me, how do you like Amsterdam, how do you like Amsterdam? And I would always say, I love it so much, I'd love to live here. And one of those times, she was like, well, my roommate at the moment is actually moving to Boston to study abroad. So we kind of just, she and she offered like, if you're serious about it, come move in with me. So when I was close to my graduation day, I was, I texted the girl, my roommate right now, Sophie, and I was like, were you serious about that offer? Can I actually move in with you? And she said, yeah, of course. And so I already had the apartment lined up, which for those who are listening and know anything about Amsterdam, it's really hard to find a place here because the landlords are a bit sketchy about foreigners and it's just such a small city so and high demand, so it's a bit hard. So I had like the hardest thing already set and I said, okay, but I have to go with like an intention, with a purpose. Like I, I wanted that stability. So I went on Indeed, I think, or Glassdoor, one of those. And I just found a PR internship, applied, and got it. I've had two internships in Amsterdam already, and in both. And I've had one in, in Madrid too. So the work settings I've had in Europe, I feel like in the US, oftentimes we are so trained to like live to work. Where here it's like you work to live. The minute you're out of work, you're having a beer, you're seeing friends, like it's just much more... It's a community know. kind of, it's not so competitive I would say, like people yeah, focus yeah. more on like living in the moment and aren't so brainwashed with social media and like trends and stuff. Like obviously that you see that a lot here as well, but like one thing that I've noticed for example is how intertwined people are with like nature and i appreciate that so much because here i feel so independent and so free like i just walk out of my apartment and i can either walk wherever or hop on like a train and like the biking in amsterdam the biking there is so cool i wish we had that here but after living there for so long would you guys want to move back to the united states like in the future i know april you said you didn't want to i've only been here for like 5 months so it's kind of like i still have so much that i want to experience because everything is closed so like i i'm not even getting the full experience you know like at the beginning i was here i got here on the 8th of september and everything closed starting in november so like the first two months that i was here i got to experience everything and it was amazing no clubs or anything but like you know going out to eat and like bars and whatever museums but now it's like thank god i have friends because if i didn't have friends i would be really depressed here i think like not just here but anywhere in the world if you like move to a freaking random country you know and then you don't know anyone and you're in the middle of a pandemic you're gonna be like okay well what do i do <laughs> yeah that's why i feel like a lot of people our age who recently graduated they're kind of waiting to move somewhere else because it's like you can't really do a lot there like it could be a waste for some people until 
this all blows over. I've had a lot of people yeah. reach out about that actually. Like, I'm thinking of moving. What do you recommend? Um, oh, a lot. And, and I do think that, you know, I think right now is a really, really hard time to be moving somewhere. Mm -hmm. I would never discourage it because it's only made me grow as a person, but it is a difficult time. Like, there's no sugar to coating that. It's the people that really matter. Similarly, I moved here in January of last year, and two months later, like, well, March-ish, like, that's when stuff hit the fan. And so yeah. whatever friends I had made had, like, either moved back home because they were like, what is going on, and then never came back, and I kind of had to start over with, like, the friend thing. Um, so even though I've been here longer, I, I still also feel like because I lived here non-COVID, I haven't met that full experience. But I would move back to the US, but I wouldn't anytime soon. I think that I've been very disillusioned recently with like the politics and everything. I'm sure not, I'm not the only person here, um, American or non-American. It's just been a kind of scary time. And, but also as April said, I feel like I just got here and there's so much more. So it's a bit of both. I want to be in Europe for at least like four more years. Do people talk about the politics a lot? Like, I remember I was in Germany in 2016, and they were all asking about Trump. Like, what? how was yeah. it recently? It's crazy how much the rest of the world knows about the U.S. and, like, yeah. how little we yeah. know about the rest of the world. So freaking true. <laughs> like, everyone here is so smart and informed and up-to-date with, like, most things, you know? And if you don't know something, they're like, oh, stupid American. <laughs> like, obviously, in, like, a joking way. I think it has to do with, like, the 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 space the u.s takes up as like a powerhouse you yeah. know what i mean so people like have their eyes on it it affects the rest of the world to some extent you know so they just make fun of the politics mm -hmm. in america that's what i've yeah. noticed the most you know they're just like they what's going on in your country like all this stuff and i'm like oh god like let's not and when it came around to voting like i i was doing this internship and everyone there obviously knew i was american or like half, I don't know what I am. Um, and they were like, so are you voting? You know, they were they were on top of me and they, and they were asking me like, what is it like to vote by mail? You know, what's that process like? They were extremely interested in like the whole and making sure that I was voting. Keeping you accountable. <laughs> did you guys vote by mail or how did that work? Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. It's the hardest thing. It Like I truly think that they have left it like this outdated i actually uh, april's roommate i was in contact with her a lot because she was i was posting stories kind of helping people with tips that i was learning along the way because i really wanted people to vote and she was someone that i connected with about it a lot and we were both figuring it out and we both concluded like they just don't want people from the outside voting because <laughs> if they did they would make this process easier so she's kind of calling all the time buying credit on skype to call international num like american numbers it was just so complicated this is kind of extreme, but I know someone from Germany who flew back to the U.S. to vote and then went back. Vera, why did you decide to go to college in the States in April? Why did you decide to not go in Europe? I'm so happy I went to the to college in the U.S. Um, because, like I said, I did high school in Madrid and I did the IB so that I could apply internationally. And I applied to the U.K. and to the U.S., and it got down to the University of the Arts London and to Emerson. I was deciding between the two literally last minute, like what do I do, worlds apart. And I went for Emerson and I went for the US because 
I think it has to do with um, what people want from their college experience. I wanted like a community and I know, I don't wanna um, generalize, but from what I've experienced with my cousins and stuff that have done university in Europe, there's just like much less of a campus culture. There's much less um, like extracurriculars and things like that. It's not, it's not like that. You just go to class, you go to your lectures, or you don't. It doesn't matter. There's so many people in the room, they sometimes don't even do attendance. And you leave, and you have, like, an exam at the end of your semester, and that's it. And I wanted more. You know, I wanted... And not that the U.S. experience is more, not at all, but I wanted more engagement because of the kind of student I am and because that's how I had... I've always gone to schools with classrooms of 20 people or less, you know, like small settings, and I wanted to continue that. And yeah, that ended up really working for my favor. Like um, the university's resources and extracurriculars like really led to a lot for me. And I don't think I would have had the same experience in like in a, in a European university just because that's not the culture. Not because they don't, they do those things, but it's just less of a norm. And just looking at the curriculum in the London University and stuff, I knew, and from things that I'd heard, I knew that for me, like the way I had been brought up as a student, that would have been really difficult. And it was when I studied in Amsterdam and I did have that like university European experience. And it was literally one, one exam, the whole class, six months, one exam at the end. And it was like, you pass or you fail. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Cause when I studied abroad in Dublin, I remember the high school students there, it was just a very intense academic culture. You know, the U.S. college experience is very much an experience being an adult, being independent, whereas European school is just all school, really, and very intense and competitive. Yeah. So for me, I had never really thought about studying in Spain for college just because... All my friends were going to schools in the U.S. And, like, obviously you kind of follow what your friends do, you know. While applying for colleges, I was kind of just focusing on, like, staying in Florida. The whole, like, college life and experience is also really different for me growing up because my parents aren't American and, like, they never knew anything about college and, like, how it is in America. I remember being in high school and everyone would always, like, be so obsessed with so many different schools and I was always like I don't know that school like what the heck are you talking about like what does that stand for because like my parents like didn't know you know I honestly am really grateful that I stayed in the U.S. because I feel like the experiences that I had were amazing and like the community that I was surrounded by was so great and like Vera said like I think here it's a lot more intense in Europe and it would have just been, I don't know, not the ideal situation for me because, like, I don't know so many people in Europe either, you know. So it kind of just happened naturally. I just stayed in Florida. But, yeah, I think it all worked out for the best. I don't know. I never really thought that I would move to Europe. Like, actually, like, I never even thought I would ever go to Germany, you know. Like, Germany was never a place that was, like, on my bucket list. I was like, Germany? Like, why... You know, that was on my bucket list. It was? I was aiming for Berlin. I've never been to Berlin, but I'm excited to go in the future at some point. Berlin is more of a high-tech, modern city similar to New York City. But when you go to Munich, it's more of that historical and traditional vibe. Do you both speak the language of where you moved? Ha 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 ha. Ein bisschen? That means a little bit in German. I am taking less 
which means lessons. <laughs> but um, I don't speak Dutch, but ever since I've lived here, like even when I studied here and since I moved back, I've been taking lessons because everyone here speaks English. There's no need for me to speak Dutch. It's crazy. Every Like everyone's bilingual, English is there. But I don't know, I kind of see it. And, I, and it's been proven with like my Dutch coworkers that it's very much appreciated when that effort is reciprocated, you know? Like, they make the effort to learn English, and it's not just to communicate with me, you know, it's like an important language in the world, but still, the fact that I'm there trying to learn their language and in turn their culture, it's it's very appreciated. And not a lot of people make that effort, and I really encourage it because there are really good resources like italki.com, where they have, it's people that give lessons over Skype, and. Um, it's not that expensive and you get to choose your professor and any language you want and not that I'm sponsoring them or anything but that's where I started to take Dutch classes <laughs> like Duolingo and that together you can really learn a language I, I just wrote down italki like the website I was like mm-hmm, yeah because I definitely need to practice my German I don't speak it I am having some difficulty learning it because it's really really difficult but I'm trying. I would love to be able to see a tutor, like go to a class in person, but obviously you can't do that nowadays. And I tried to do like a Zoom tutoring class. I don't know, I wasn't the biggest fan. Maybe it was just the tutor that I had. Learning a language yeah. takes a lot of time and effort and it really sucks sometimes because I'm in like scenarios with friends like groups of people and like then all of a sudden everyone starts speaking german and i'm like oh god i wish i knew what was going on like i want to understand so badly you know i mean obviously the good thing for both vera and i is that in both of these cities everyone speaks english so it's great but it's also bad because I'm always speaking in English. We have Latin backgrounds. We don't have like, what is it called? Germanic, Germaic. We don't have Germaic backgrounds. So it's harder for us to pick up things like Dutch and and and, mm. and German because we speak Spanish and English. But for someone who speaks German, it's much easier to learn Dutch and vice versa, but we don't have that background. So we're learning from scratch. But to be fair, some German things do sound very similar to English things. Yeah, so, you know, it's not terrible. And at this point, being like almost five months in Germany, I do understand a little bit and I can speak a little bit, but I'm probably like overdoing it even by saying that. But I'm more comfortable with the language for sure. Like I remember my first week here, I was like, oh my God. Like going on the subway, I was like, oh my God, I'm so lost. What the heck? Like, this is horrible. What does that say? Like the language written sound, it looks like gibberish. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> it's very humbling. Cause then you're like, oh it's damn, so I have a lot to learn, you know, like. I have a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And you never want to be like that person that you feel like everyone has to switch over to English. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> like I can't wait to be like, no, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I know everything you're saying. Do you think, yeah. like, watching shows or listening to the music helps? I started watching Pokemon in German. And honestly, it's kind of helpful because it's, like, obviously for little kids, you know? Yeah, it's kind of nice. But I started watching Friends in German. And I was like, okay, I'm never doing that again. That literally is going to ruin the show for me. That's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I think watching certain things does help. But more than anything, what I've 
been doing is um I recently bought like an ebook which kind of like has little short stories and it reads in German to you or you can read it and then like highlight the things that you don't understand and look it up whatever but moral of the story is that it's it's hard <laughs> watching the news is also a really good way it's followed with image imagery so you like can deduce you can hear what they're saying and you see some words on the screen not everything just like summarized and then yeah i don't know that also helps yeah i know april when you told me you were moving to like work at a magazine i was like wait you don't speak german like how is that gonna work yeah so i'm doing working on like the english side of the magazine because the my boss she wants to like expand to like the uk and like eventually to the us and stuff like that but it's also been really hard because at work sometimes like lately she's really been like pushing me to learn german and she'll like start speaking to me in german as if i know what she's saying and i'm like huh. all right i kind of know what you're saying so i'm just gonna go with it there definitely is some pressure for me to learn the language especially if i want to continue working here and like i don't know where the future is gonna take me but like let's say i'm here for a year like i should know some german like i don't want to be that stupid american that came and didn't even try you know oh yeah that show emily and Paris. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so funny because so many people me being here like so many german people are like oh my god you're like april in munich like emily <laughs> Paris. and i'm like wow i should start a blog or something <laughs> that's amazing how funny i was like wow perfect timing <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I feel that too. And also it depends on what you want to work with. Like I want to work with artists and a lot of those are locals. So I feel like not learning the language will limit me professionally in that sense too. Like the more underground or the more local you want to get, depending, you know, if you want to go for the corporate level, there's you can speak English no problem here. But if you want to like dig a little deeper, which is what I did with my past internship, I really needed Dutch. Today's episode is presented by Podgo, which is an easy way to make money from your podcasts. Podgo provides podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you're going to get paid when you include an ad from Podgo. When you apply, you'll immediately become connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It's really cool. Just go to podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, and apply to be a member, and make sure you add our podcast, Uncharted 20s, in the how did you hear about podgo section of the application now back to the episode when you guys first started your internships and you walked in the very first day how is it different than what you've experienced in the u.s okay there's a very different vibe the other reason why i'm really grateful for my american upbringing in terms of like the educa- the american education system was that you, I really have that, like, American vigor. Like, I really want to go and get things done and be fast and be productive and meet my goals. And sometimes here, people are much more chill. Culturally, the way I treat work is very American. So I was there, like, how can I help? Let me do this, let me do that. Like, you need me to stay another hour? I'll stay another hour, you know? And they're like, chill, don't worry about it, you know? <laughs> and I was just ready. <laughs> don't get me wrong, like, I'm still thinking, I'm still having those existential questions, even though I'm living in a place where, you know, it's more relaxed or whatever because of the goals and the things I want. It's because how of how I am. But, yeah, I guess definitely the culture does relax me a little more i also agree with vera it's a little bit like more chill 
here as well, at least my experience with my internship at the office, like when I walk in, sometimes it's just me and then my boss will come in like, I don't know, two hours later. It's really nice though, like she'll come and bring us like baked goods from the bakery next door or we'll be working with like really loud music and then have like a five minute like dance session just because we need it. I would say that I came to Germany more so for like the living experience, not so much the work, if I'm being honest. But like having this job is like such a fun thing to do as well, you know, because I have like a purpose in a way, you know, like I'm not just here like doing nothing. Because I think if I didn't have that, like I would be a little bit more like, what am I doing? You know, not so focused. Maybe that's an American thing too, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Both of us were like, we need to have something to do. <laughs> I remember like one of my, my first week, I was done with my intern tasks and I went up to my boss and I was like, oh, I'm done. Um what else would you like me to do you know just asking and he was like oh if you're done early you can leave early and that to me was mind-boggling because the experiences i had in the u.s it's like it's frowned upon if you leave before five like make yourself busy but i also do appreciate the fact that i was coming in with something different as always a balance is good so i learned from them and they learned from me and i think we developed like a really nice um balance what are some travel recommendations in your cities or like the best places you've been? Oh god, I wish I had more like interesting spicy things to tell you, but like I really haven't traveled yeah. here. Like I'm so sad about it. I really thought I was going to come and live my best life. No, just kidding, not really because COVID. Oh, the worst part is you guys is that I live in Munich in Bavaria, which is like the most strict part of Germany. So the rules here are different than like Berlin, for example. And like we have a 9 p.m. curfew here and you're only allowed to see one person from another household. Okay. And all, all uh, restaurants, bars, clubs, museums, everything is closed. That really sucks. Sarah and I got to do some things in Munich that we can share. We didn't go together, but what did, so what did you do, Sarah? Because I know we both really loved our time there. I got into Munich and instantly I fell in love. I told you that you were going to love it there. Yeah, I did a lot. Okay, so I was only there for two days and I planned my trip while I was there. I didn't plan ahead of time because we were traveling from country to country. But the first thing I did, which is a very depressing thing, is I went to Dachau, the concentration camp right outside of Munich. And I did a tour of that, which was obviously very depressing. The one trip I did outside of the city of Munich was the Neuschwanstein Castle, and it's basically like what the Cinderella Castle is modeled after, and that was really pretty. I meant to do that, mm -hmm. but that's on the bucket list. Englischer Garden, that's a must-go-to, the oh, huge yeah, park yeah. in Munich. I remember going to, I don't know if you did this, but the huge BMW museum was fancy and cool. Rex, for Amsterdam at least, there is one place that comes to mind immediately, Amsterdam has an area called Amsterdam Nord, which is like the Brooklyn. It's you got get a, a ferry, it's for free, and you go like you cross a, a river. It's called the I. And in the Brooklyn of Amsterdam, there's a street that has two really cool venues. So if you want to like hang out with locals and stuff, go to a skate cafe. It's beautiful. And then right next to it is Garage Nord. Pre-COVID times, people go to dance. There's concerts. Super nice. So travel wrecks. If you want to go for more like the underground scene, I would say Skate Cafe or Garage Nord. 
or both because they're literally right next to each other. And if you want more, you know, the more typical things, but equally as important, I would go to Museum Pine, which is where all the museums are, and check those out. I recommend the Studlick Museum is one of my favorite museums of all time. It's just contemporary art, but it's sick. Um, the Rijksmuseum, which is more like old Dutch art, really takes you back. You feel like you're entering a different, you're going back in time when you enter the building. And the Van Gogh Museum, which is huge and just Van Gogh. It's beautiful. There's more museums on that area in the museum plane, but I recommend those three. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, what are the best like food and drink you've tried? The Dutch traditional food is horrible. I would never recommend it. Yeah. it's just like potatoes like mashed potatoes with like sausages yeah. and, like it's, it's no but they have really yummy restaurants so okay yes i know i know the answer it came to me <laughs> Cass. it's so good it's basically a, a restaurant that makes all their food based on their produce so it's like a greenhouse slash restaurant and they don't have a fixed menu it just depends on the season and what they're making like what they're growing and it's so delicious it's one of my favorite restaurants in the world i can't believe i almost forgot that that sounds really yeah. good yeah it's so good and every time it's a surprise like you never have the same plate twice so which fun. is good and bad because if you want the same thing again you won't get it mm. <laughs> you guys have like a brewery there like a big beer factory right the heineken Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. The Heineken is really nice, but a yummier beer, in my opinion, is Oedipus. And they also have a brewery here. And it's in Nord, like the Brooklyn of Amsterdam. So I would recommend visiting that brewery. I don't know. I wish I tried more German food. The bread is amazing. So good. Don't they get pretzels, like, everywhere? Yeah, they're called Brezen. Yeah. And they have, like, yeah, the pretzels are pretty good. Um... You have it with like sausage or like butter or like jam. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. The baked goods, like the pastries, are freaking unreal. So good. And I'm a sucker for sugar and anything chocolate and stuff. Okay, obviously, Germany's like also really famous for like the potatoes and like the sausage and stuff like that. And I haven't tried too much of it because I'm not really eating so much meat these days. But the sausage is really good. I don't know. I, I do a lot of cooking at home or like with my roommates. It's super nice because we all like do little dinners together. And like that's one thing that I really appreciate here. I feel like everyone really makes time for their friends and kind of just like being present. You know, that's one thing that really shocked me, actually. Like when I first got here, I remember the first day I was in Germany. I was unpacking stuff in my room and I was just like getting my things ready, you know, and I met my roommates and I was like, okay, wow, they're really cool, whatever. And that night they invited like 10 people over and like it was so nice. Like literally everyone was just in my kitchen cooking together, like drinking wine or like having a beer and like talking. And I was just like, oh my God, like I can tell I'm in Europe. I have this same dynamic with my roommates. I didn't expect it because I've all the other situations, I've had eight roommates in my life and everyone just kind of always did their own groceries everyone kind of just made their own meals and their meal planning and then i got here and expected the same and i remember i went to the supermarket and i got my things and then they went later and they're like oh do you need anything and then i was like whoa weird and then they brought it and we split it and then they were like okay what do you want to make for dinner tomorrow and i was like what i wasn't expecting it you know mm -hmm. very different from like i guess my american roommate situation 
Sometimes I feel weird though because sometimes I just want to like do my own thing. You know? I get that. So would you say like, there's a lot more of a communal like environment in general? For sure. I think the American way sometimes is very individualistic. Yeah. Very yeah. independent, you know? Which yeah. is like good and bad, but I think especially like now during this time, it's so nice to be able to have a community or just like friends that you can rely on and like have that love and like attention you know because i don't know it's really easy i think to feel like alone but it's it's really like what i've realized i've moved around a lot and it's always been really easy to make friends because i when i moved to madrid i went to a high school when i moved to boston i went to college you know i was new to these places but i had outlets to meet people like i'm not a student anymore that's the easiest way to make friends. What's next? Well, my internships. And that's how I've made my really good friends, except for one that I met randomly. The rest I've met through my internships. So I would just suggest, even if it's just like language classes or volunteering somewhere or interning or a job, something where you can meet people. And be vulnerable, you know, like you're gonna be embarrassed embarrassing things are gonna happen you're gonna say the wrong thing in the wrong language or you're gonna do something silly because you're nervous and you're new like those things are gonna happen so just embrace them also expectations you're moving somewhere completely new you don't know what's gonna happen have goals of course have goals but just be flexible with them because you never know what turns life takes and maybe you're moving somewhere because you want to get that big job but that big job isn't lining up and you have to study instead something like that you know it doesn't matter you're you are working towards something and trust that moving is so much fun but it's also a test be ready for that challenge it's not just i have so many people that i like went to college with and they're like wow you're in amsterdam that seems like a fairy tale like wow and i'm like yeah i'm really happy i'm really lucky i had this opportunity you know like my what i my spanish passport but at the same time there are things i'm not posting on my story that you don't see you know, yeah. like my struggles with the language and, and you know, maybe feeling homesick. You, don't, I don't post those things. So just, like, be prepared for them because they are going to happen. You're human. This experience is about those, the ups and the downs and the middles. So it's not going to be, like, Emily in Paris vibes. Expect to be alone a lot of the times and be okay with being alone. You know, like I'm not always hanging out with my friends. I don't have that many friends here, you know. I have good roommates and I'm like super happy that my home environment is healthy and great. Especially like in the middle of COVID, like it's really hard sometimes, like everyone's going through things. But moving somewhere without having your family here, for example, like none of my family is here. That's another thing. I have to be okay with not seeing them be okay with myself yeah i think that's like super important because yeah. you're not always gonna have a good day you know and if you don't have anyone to like fall back on you have your yourself so just be prepared for that yeah i really want to emphasize that and it's really um reassuring like me hearing you say that because i have it's a shared experience. I feel that too. Yeah. We have different circumstances, <laughs> but I can relate to that. And I just want to make sure that people know that, you know, like, yeah, Vera and April moved to Europe. Woo! Oh, fun, guys. But it's not always like, oh my God, they live in Europe, you know? It's like, we don't have our family. We don't have like the amount of friends that we're used to. It's a different pace. It's relearning a language, a culture, everything. 
it's amazing, but it has its challenges. And what it's taught me, for example, is to just be kinder with myself in the process, you know, and and just trust that things are on their way and they're I'm figuring them out and maybe they're not what I'm I'm not where I imagine myself to be let's say like professionally speaking in my case but I'm getting there we talk about this often but everyone on like TikTok loves to romanticize living in you know Europe or New York City or that type of thing and it's like it's not always rainbows and butterflies you know exactly that's exactly what i feel whenever someone's like wow amsterdam looks amazing like tell me more about it and i'm like it is amazing and i will tell you more about it but the same way there's good things there's bad things you know yeah you guys shared so much good advice and thank you for like being vulnerable and opening up about certain things because we do want this podcast to be for postgrads to feel like relatable on different subjects and yeah we're all going through similar things you guys are just in different places we're so happy that i don't know we were a part of this feel so honored (laughs) all right so that's a wrap for us this month thank you for listening thank you for continuing to support us through our 20s and our journey through life and it's actually almost been a year since we thought of starting this podcast ever since you know COVID started so it's wild to think about and a lot has changed in a year but we're grateful to be able to use this as a creative outlet so thank you stay safe everyone